I bless the rains down in Africa. Hoya, up, hoya, Okay. Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the people behind making Kirby, and the show Kirby right back at ya. So first up, let's go over what's new with Kirby in the world, and there's really not much right now. The Kirby Cafe has just opened and will be open from September 27th of 2018 to February 17th, 2019. If you can be in Japan and check it out, awesome. I really wish I could go. One other thing is, there's a YouTube video of the 25th anniversary orchestra performance for Kirby. It features most of the classic songs, and there's some really cute segments with Kirby. Oh my god, there's one around the one hour mark that just kills me. I, I just watched it on repeat at least a dozen times. We'll have a link for it in the description. So today, we'll be covering episode 6 of Kirby Right Back At Ya, titled Unreality TV. The Japanese title is Check It Out, Channel DDD. So this is a pretty fun episode, and since it's got a lot of King Dedede in it, let's talk about him today. So King Dedede has been in every single Kirby game as an enemy or ally. So he's this big, just giant penguin dude. He wears a big coat on him, and he has like a crown. Well, he's like... His own kind of crown. It's not like a crown, but it's his own kind of head thing that makes a crown for him, I guess. He's got a big hammer, and he has just an army of Waddle Dees with him, and a bunch of other minions. In the show, he has Escargoon, who's only from the show. But in the games, he's got the Waddle Dees, Waddle Doo, and just other things working for him. And I don't really know how Med if Midnight even links up with him in the games. It doesn't look like it. At least I don't remember him linking up. But maybe there is something that mentions whether they know each other or not, besides just being connected by Kirby. I can't remember though, but of course in the anime, Midnight is his knight. So he has been an, a boss in nearly like all the games. He's either an ally or a boss, and d including, here's the thing, Kirby's Dream Course. He's the final boss in, the, in that the golf game, so unless there's like one or two games where I'm not really sure, King Dedede has most likely been a boss in every single game, because he's even a boss in Kirby Star Allies where he's also an ally as well. Same thing goes for Meta Knight though. But as far as Dream Course goes, he's the only boss, if I can remember correctly, and he's definitely a boss in, uh, in Kirby's Pinball. Uh, was same thing as for Wispy Woods and Krakow. I can't remember, there was one more other boss in, in, the, in the pinball game, but King Dedede is a boss in that one. So in the anime, they go over some of the lore of who King Dedede is. His family came to rule Capitown centuries ago, and they just decided they were the rulers, and that's just how it's been. He's a pretty selfish guy who does whatever he wants. He also has a ton of money. Either his family found lots of ways to make money, or they were wealthy when they showed up, or King Dedede taxes are extremely painful for the Cappies to suffer through, and yet they follow him. Well, they don't follow him, they're just his subjects for some reason. And he's just a big jerk. In the first game, in Kirby's Dreamland, he's the final boss. And in that one, he took all the food from Dreamland for himself. Kirby comes over and beats him up and kicks him out of his own castle, and actually takes the castle? Here's the thing, in the first game, Kirby becomes a giant balloon Kirby and carries the entire castle over to Dreamland and drops all the food off for the citizens in that. So King Dedede, of course, has been around since the start. He's just been a iconic character from Kirby because he's, well, he's the first big boss. Now, when it comes to anything major revelations as far as King Dedede goes, I'm up to episode 15 right now and rewatching the show. And all I know is he's really rich. His family's been the rulers for a long time. And that's about it. Anything else about King Dedede you don't really know yet? I assume there's going to be more lore about him and his family. 
And we're going to see an episode, I believe it's eight or nine, is when we see uh, about them coming over and taking over Cappy Town. Just a little bit of lore about that. Something I'm really interested in finding out is if we're going to find out about why the Waddle Dees are so loyal to King Dedede. I actually saw that, yeah, there is going to be a little bit about that in a later episode, so that's going to be cool to see the lore of the Waddle Dees. Quick mention of Bandana Waddle Dees, since he's not in the show. The show is the first instance of spear-wielding Waddle Dees, and we have been made to see that the Kirby 64 Waddle Dee that hangs out with Kirby is Bandana Waddle Dee. Uh, this is because they've confirmed it through Kirby Star Allies when they showed Ribbon and Adeline. They said the team's back together, and they showed Kirby, Ribbon, and Adeline, King Dedede, and they showed uh, Bandana Waddle D. So that's Nintendo saying, like, yeah, the band's back together, saying that this is Bandana Waddle D. So that's pretty cool right there. Also, in fact, about Bandana Waddle D and the other Waddle Ds, they can talk, but only in certain games. Like, they don't talk in the anime, but in the games they do talk, it's just certain ones. Like Kirby's Battle Royale, in that game, the Waddle Dees do talk. Some like Kirby, some don't like Kirby, but Bandana Waddle Dee really likes Kirby, because he knows Kirby's a big hero. But a funny thing about the Waddle Dees is they really like King Dedede for some reason. They're like the means from Despicable Me. They love their leader for some reason. And Bandana Waddle Dee is no different. He's very funny and innocent, though, about it when it comes to King Dedede, because King Dedede will send him out to attack Kirby, but he thinks it's to test Kirby, not to kill him. He's like, oh, I'm going to go help Kirby just get stronger by just helping him fight and everything. I'll do that. Like, Bandana Waddle Dee is just kind of a sweet character. And the last fact I want to mention about him is the first time we've ever seen Bandana Waddle Dee, by the way, is in Kirby Superstar. He's in Megaton Punch. He's the Waddle Dee, of course, the blue bandana. That's something I forgot is I remember seeing him in that. But yeah, that's his first instance. Holy crap. So one more thing before we go to the episode, and that is let's talk about King Dedede's voice actor. And that is Ted Lewis. I have zero clue why King Dedede has a southern accent, but I love it personally, and this guy's responsible for it. Isn't there anything too major that, from what I can tell? He was a 4Kids regular, so he's got a voice of various characters in the background of a bunch of different animes with 4Kids. The most notable ones are probably Yu-Gi-Oh! He was Bandit Keith and Bakura in Yu-Gi-Oh! And he was also Kaiba's dad, was it Gozura, whatever his name is, Kaiba. He's that guy, and he's the voice of Escargoon, what? He is the voice of Escargoon. That is some range, because those are very different voices. Wow at that. Also, he's the voice of Giovanni in Pokemon. Wow, that's even more range. Impressive. One more noble thing to mention is he adapted the scripts to Kirby, Sonic X, and Pokemon Chronicles, to name a few. He also was the voice director of Yu-Gi-Oh! So thank him for that. A little bit of information for the Japanese voice actor, that is Kenichi Ogata. He has done a bunch of voices for anime for over 30 years. Nothing really notable that I think anyone really knows unless you just really watch a lot of anime. But something very interesting just to say about King Dedede's voice actors, when it comes to Kirby 64 and Smash Brothers, Masahiro Sakurai himself is the voice of King Dedede. That is a trip. That is totally a trip. Oh my god. So let's get to the episode. So it opens with Tiff talking about how great Capitown is, except for King Dedede and Escargoon. Tom shows up with Kirby, Spike, Honey, and Iroh, and we learn that Tiff is writing an essay. About Cappy Town, by the way. A funny little clip here is Kirby grabs Tiff's book and twirls it around very cutely. It's really cute. Like, he doesn't know how to read, so he just twirls the book around, because that's Kirby for you. He's a kid, he's a baby, he doesn't really understand things, so he does the best he can with what he's got, and he just like, hey, I'll just play with the book. Tiff eventually gets her book away from Kirby, and she reads out the essay a bit for the other kids, and he devolves into something pretty boring. That is just 
The mom's gossip, the dad's fish, and Kirby sleeps. That's all it is, and I guess it's a content life, because it's, well, it's nothing really major happening. Except for, of course, King Dedede. But Tiff thinks Capitown is perfect and doesn't need any changes. So, of course, here comes some change. Spikehead's parents show up, and I'm just gonna name them Mario and Peach, because the dad has an Italian accent, and the mom just sounds sweet. Come on, we gotta get home right away. Yes, let's go, honey. Just going with that. She also wears pink, so... There you go. Peach and Mario are the parents of Spikehead. Why not? They've come to get him because King Dedede is giving TVs to everyone, and they want to see what the hubbub is about. TVs are going to come with DDD, and everyone's like, what the hell is that? And then it's the opener. They're like, channel DDD? And open. So, as always, it's an awesome opener, but after the opener, we get Kirby, Tiff, and Tuff spying on the Waddle Dees being led by Waddle Doo. They're carrying TV boxes to various houses in town. This is the second time we've actually seen Waddle Doo. He was seen first in uh, the first episode, but he didn't say anything. This is the first time we're going to hear Waddle Doo, and he's got an interesting, just, just like a deeper accent kind of thing going on. Let's go, guys. Speed it up. We got to get a TV set to every house in town. In Japanese, he sounds like a little squeaky kid. It's weird. But in this one, he's more of like, like head goon of the goons. And it just sounds perfect when you think about it because of the Waddle Dees and Waddle Doo. We're going to go over Waddle Doo again in the future because I figure he's going to have more, a more emphasized episode in the future. But right now, you might recognize him as just he's a Waddle Dee, but he's got a giant eye on his body. Well, his eye is most of his body, but he's not, of course, Cracko, but he's got the same kind of eye as Cracko does. And he carries a sword around. He's the leader of the Waddle Dees in the anime, and he's the only Waddle Doo. So the Cappies aren't really impressed with the TVs, but Waddle Doo tells them that it's because the show hasn't started yet. So everyone in town has a TV, and they're waiting to watch. Tuff and Kirby are also excited, but Tiff isn't. She's sure this is a ruse, and she's not wrong, but it's not going to happen yet. Tuff asks if King Dedede probably gave a TV to their parents. Tiff figures maybe, but who cares. But Tuff does, and he actually runs home. He wants to watch it at home, not there. So they cut to a crew of Waddle Dees at a TV studio with Escargoon. And it's interesting, you see just a bunch of Waddle Dees. They're all ready for this thing. And some of them just have a really crazy looking serious face. They just look angry serious. Some have that same uh, just emotionless expression and others just look quite serious. It's just interesting to see that. And Escargoon says they're ready and they start counting down from 10. And as they're counting down, we just see more Cappies watching TV. We see the mayor. We see him with his kids. The mayor has three kids. Look at that. And just other people and Bookham's at the station with the prisoner. Kirby's watching a TV at Iroh's family's house. And then at zero, the TV comes on and we get King DDD showing up with a lot of jewelry on and introduces his channel to the masses. And he just introduces his shows like it just, here's the DDD channel and all that stuff and they're going to have a bunch of cool shows and everything. And before they start up, they're going to have a little comedy segment. And this is the most epic burn done by Iroh's mom. Do you like comedy, mom? I married daddy, didn't I? Ooh, that's a burn. Oh, there's some heat there. So they have a comedy show. It's King Dedede with a hand puppet of Kirby, and the whole thing is King Dedede just making fun of Kirby and making him look dumb. And King Dedede even goes as far as dropping the puppet on the floor and jumping on it repeatedly. Iroh and his family laugh about how goofy Kirby is. Tiff doesn't like this one bit, and Kirby's just glued to the TV. He's just like looking on with just, just a face of like, ooh, what's this? He's just watching the whole time. For the Japanese version of it, it's more King Dedede making fun of Kirby's polio language and then just beating up on the doll. And the people are like, wow, Kirby's kind of dumb because of that. 
And yeah, it's just going to be, you can tell it's going to be kind of like a propaganda machine for King DDD to just say Kirby sucks and people are going to like that. And that's going to be very unfortunate. But the next segment, I need to say word for word, because oh my god, I gotta recite this. Escargoon tells everyone what's coming up on Channel DDD, and here's the exact words of it, and that is, At 7, it's the adventures of the very heavyweight crime fighter, 3D Man. At 7.30, watch as contestants compete for cash and prizes on Wheel of Head Wounds. Then at 8, the staff of DR confront an outbreak of hernias, bad ones. Next, the Far East meets the Old West, when King of the Kitchen cooks beef jerkyaki. Then at 9.30, the snail hunter searches for my long-lost brother. At 10, the crew of the SS Dita Prize deals with some intense motion sickness on DD Deep Space Nine. Tonight's late movie is Globzilla destroys Guam, and the late late movie is King Klong versus the Houston Astros. Funny thing is, the Globzilla destroys Guam is said really fast, so you just don't notice it. I didn't notice it until the third time I watched this episode. I was like, he just said Globzilla destroys Guam. Holy crap. So that whole segment is just amazing. There's a picture for each segment, and it's delivered very well by Oscar Goon. I just like it a lot. But if you're curious about the Japanese version, there's a couple things that get cut from this. For the comedy portion, I already said, Kirby's polio language gets made fun of. Then they do a weather section, which gets cut from the American version, because nothing really gets done there. It's just Oscar Goon saying, here's the weather, it's going to be nice, and the captain say, oh good, it's going to be nice weather, that's great. There's no joke, there's nothing there, so they cut that out, and that's fine. Then it goes into the shows, and it's uh, Super DDD Man is the same. The prize, It's a prize show. It's a straightforward just doctor show for DR, nothing special there. The cooking show, however, is called Can You Eat It? Because King DDD Can't Cook. The Star Trek joke is the movie's called Star Trek 9. And the snail show is actually a trivia show instead. And then the other one's Godzilla 2. And for King Kong, it's gone with the Planet of the Apes. So, you know, not as ridiculous as the American version for sure. Followed by that segment is a commercial segment. For the Japanese version, before the commercial start, they do they have the Waddle Dees sing a King Dedede song. While the American version just cuts that and goes straight to the commercials. In the American version, there's only three. They cut one of them out. You get a dope soap commercial with King Dedede in a bathtub, which is awkward. Then it's an exercise commercial with Buff King DDD, so that predates Kirby Star Allies by 16 years. Then a cockroach bug spray commercial, and then a King DDD diaper commercial. The bug spray commercial gets cut out of the American version of this. I'm not sure why. Like, during, like, morning cartoons like this, there would be bug spray commercials in reality, so not sure why that got cut out of there. But it did. And then after all the commercials, it cuts back to King DDD, and he's just standing there enjoying applause. Tiff says maybe some people like junk like TV but they have better things to do. When she looks at Kirby, he's not next to her anymore. He's actually in front of the TV directly, and he's enjoying the show. So that surprises her, and she walks off. But then we're clued into King DDD's scheming. They're actually two-way TVs. Everyone's watching the show, except Tiff, which annoys King DDD. Tiff's running around town, and she can't believe everyone's watching TV. She even berates Mr. Curio for it, shouting that they used to have lies before television. Honestly, this feels like the people who were mad about Bowsette the week it showed up. Like, TV has only been around for about one or two hours, and Tiff is mad at everyone for being enamored with it. It's very odd. Like, it's the new thing, it's a new trend, it's gonna be here for a little bit, and she's just the one person who's just freaking out at everyone for being interested in it. It's a very odd thing, and it's, it's Tiff being kind of the Lisa Simpson character, but it's a very odd time for her. Though she is right to be suspicious because it is King DDD, it's just weird for her to just hate TV because... She hates TV. 
So Tiff heads home to her last bastion of hope, and that is her family. She believes they probably haven't succumbed to it, right? Hopefully? But nope, they're all glued to the TV. They're watching a monster show with Mecha King DDD fighting a monster. So I'm guessing, I guess it's Super DD Man or something? And the Mecha is called Ultra D. Also a great joke is Tiff says the TV is rotting their brain cells, and her dad, Cerebrum, straight up says, well, he wasn't using them anyway. Holy crap. Tiff is sure this is one of King DDD's schemes and tries to convince her family, but they won't leave the TV. They mention more show names, by the way, like Who Wants to Be a DDD and Everybody Loves DDD, which were, you know, hit shows in America. Tiff walks around the castle defeated, then she hears another TV, and runs up to the door, and we hear Mexican guitar. And then she opens the door and, and yup, it's Meta Knight and his men laughing at the TV. She can't believe they're enjoying it too. Midnight says, King Dedede may be a despicable dictator, but you gotta admit, King Dedede's got some funny shtick. By the way, when she came into this room, they played Spanish horns as well. I love that so much. So even Meta Knight enjoys the TV. Tiff's the only one who doesn't. And yup, she's not happy about that. So Tiff's just convinced King Dedede's up to something. She just keeps saying it, she keeps saying it. But then it happens. An emergency TV broadcast comes on. The TV shows a giant slug monster showing up and just calling out Kirby's name. King DDD says the monster's coming for Kirby. And they cut to Kirby happily hopping as he watches because Kirby heard his name being called on TV. But everyone else is really worried about this. And the knights note that it's weird that a monster showed up on the same day as the TVs. But of course it's in a British accent, so they... The telly! It's weird that the monster showed up on the same day as the tellies! Cappy Town is pretty freaked out, but they stay glued to their TVs to see what's going on. Tiff runs outside and sees there's nothing attacking Cappy Town. So now she's very, very suspicious. Then we see on TV that the monster's coming to attack the mayor's house, so the mayor's family escapes. They don't see the monster though, so they figure the monster must be behind the house as they're running away. And then we see on TV the house is destroyed and the Cappies are shocked. But instead of going outside to see it, they stay inside and watch it as it unfolds. King Dedede says the monster is coming to Capitan to destroy it to get Kirby. King Dedede says Kirby needs to go away, and starts using hypnosis to convince the Cappies. Same thing goes for Meta Knight, because he's out looking for the monster. So the Cappies are getting hypnosed to just want to get rid of Kirby. And then we see basically all the Cappies become nineless drones who say they want to get rid of Kirby. They say Kirby must go away. So everyone goes outside looking for Kirby as a mindless army. But then comes my favorite joke. Kirby's watching TV too. <laughs> so we see Iroh's family stand up mind-controlled saying Kirby must go away. And then Kirby gets up and says Kirby in, in the mind-controlled state as well. And I died laughing. I was like, oh my god, he's also mind-controlled. Iroh's family sees Kirby and they attack him. And they even kick Kirby out of their house. And Kirby just has this sad look on his face like, oh, what the heck? Why is it? What's that about? Kirby's just confused. And he's so sad about it, and then everyone comes out, the entire town is looking at Kirby, and they're saying he's gotta go away, and Kirby's just very, very sad about that, and realizes he needs to run, and he runs away. Imagine this in Kirby's baby brain. All his friends want to hurt him. That is, that is not great. He's not gonna understand why that's happening, so all he can do is run, because he's not gonna hurt his friends, so he just gets out of there. Eventually, Kirby gets out of sight of the Cappies, and the Cappies run into Tiff. They ask where Kirby is, but Tiff says she hasn't seen him. She's looking for him, too. The Cappies say that they need to get rid of Kirby, because then they'll get the monster to go away, because the monster's trying to get rid of Kirby. But Tiff says she hasn't seen any monsters, but the Cappies say since they saw it on TV, that they know it's coming. This is a very odd moment here, because Tiff says, 
TV's stupid, and so everyone just leaves, and that, that's what gets them to go, and then she leaves with Kirby. But this was a chance right here to say, look over there, do you see the mayor's house destroyed? Do you see a monster here? I really feel like that should have been what she said, but she doesn't. But because she doesn't say that, then there's still drones going after Kirby, and we have Tiff and Kirby just running away from them in the opposite direction. And they get to Kirby's house, and there Takori's watching TV and cheering on King Dedede's attack on the monster. But when Takori sees Kirby, he says they need to get rid of Kirby. Tiff gives Takori a nasty body check. Then she sees what's going on on the TV. Uh, for the YouTube version, we need to show that. That's just so cool. She just, bam, just wrecks Takori. You know, nobody likes Takori. If you want to account, this is the second time Takori's gotten hurt, really. And uh, I'm happy for it. Takori's a jerk. And on the TV, we have King Dedede, and he's actively fighting the monster. So that's crazy. But we know he's doing hypnosis, so like, how's he doing that? Quick note on the musical difference in this episode. During the Cappy attack and the monster fight and everything, the music is very dramatic and action-y. But the Japanese version is very whimsical and nonchalant about it. It just doesn't amp up the pressure of what's happening. And that's just something that's very much what the Japanese version does. For the most part, I'm always going to uh, bag on that a little bit, but there are times when the Japanese version is superior. But not this time, in my opinion. So King Dedede continues to blame Kirby on TV while he's in his tank attacking the monster. And the TV shows the monster coming to attack Kirby's house, and Takori starts freaking out. Tip takes Takori outside, and he's like, oh, hey, the monster left. She takes him back inside, and the monster's there, so Takori's just confused. So Meta Knight comes and tells them there's no monster, and that they need to head to the castle. So Tiff goes to her family first, and Tuff sees Kirby and says Kirby must go away. And Tiff just insults her brother, and she says, we're going to go figure out what's going on together. And he's like, what? So he goes there to help them. Midnight tells them that he'll distract the guards while the three of them investigate, and we see Tiff walking slowly down some stairs, all badass, like it's, she's gonna wreck somebody. And then Kirby's happily walking behind her with Tuff, it's like, we see serious Tiff, and then we see happy Kirby. And Kirby's the one who's gonna do the most damage, but he's just so happy because it's Kirby, Kirby's Kirby. So interesting thing here is for that little bit, with serious Tiff, it's dead silent in the 4Kids version, and the Japanese version, it's Straight up Pink Panther music. There's no other way to put it. It's the Pink Panther music. It's just so odd, that difference there. But as they're going down the stairs, they see a door, and on the door it says a sign of on air. And they go to see what's beyond the door. And when they do, it's a TV set! King Dedede is shooting a monster flick! We see that Escargoon is in the monster suit, and they're using a fake Escargoon on King Dedede's tank for the action shots. I like how much attention they put to details and just make trying to make things make sense. Sometimes things don't make sense, but they try to make them make sense. And here it goes pretty well. And here's the details. Escargoon's in the big suit on a set. So everything's miniature except for Escargoon, so there's a big monster going on there. King Dedede's on his tank on a track. So that you got that going on with a fake Escargoon. So he's doing all the shots from there. And they have like a scrolling screen of just background of Capitown. And the third thing is there's a camera with a mini tank for the town. And so you can see that little tank getting followed as if that's King Dedede. So they have all these different shots of Capitown and everything. And it just looks like King Dedede's fighting a monster. And that's just really cool. And so the villagers see this and they're convinced King Dedede is the good guy since he's there fighting to save them. And they note that Kirby's not there. What's that about? And that's what's going on. So right now King Dedede is using this as a propaganda machine to just basically be like, 
Kirby is not the good guy. I'm the bid. I'm the good guy, not the bad guy. And that's what they're trying to do there. And the thing that weirds me out is because the monsters in the middle of town, why aren't they running away? Like they're just sitting there watching TV, watching King Dedede fight the monster instead of trying to get the hell out of there. It's so odd that. Like also because all the combat, why don't they hear any of the combat outside? It's just kind of odd right there. Like for how much great detail they're doing, it's also kind of weird some of the details they're skipping over as well in this episode. So Tiff and Tuff decide they're going to do something about this. But then when they're about to, they notice Kirby's gone and he's running to the set. And once again, we get a cute shot of Kirby going over here. He gets on the set and he's happily greeting the monster. And the people on TV notice that Kirby's just huge in this shot. And Chief Pokemon even goes and says, wow, Kirby's getting fed steroids. The shock of a giant Kirby breaks everyone out of their mind control. Because of course it does. King Dedede has the TV camera shut off, and then they capture Tiff, Tuff, and Kirby in a cage. King Dedede and Escargoon celebrate, because they're going to continue to do what they're doing, but then Tiff tells Kirby to suck up the studio. Which Kirby does. He destroys the entire studio by sucking it towards their cage. It also breaks them out because it breaks the cage a bit. Escargoon notes that their set is gone with the wind. Because, of course. In every single episode, Escargoon or King Dedede has to make some sort of reference joke to their defeat. Oh my god, and I enjoy it every time. So with the bad guys defeated, Tiff has tough work at camera, and she reports that the whole thing was a hoax perpetrated by King Dedede, and with that, Kirby's name is cleared. And also we just get more Kirby, uh, just cute Kirby shots going on there. Then King Dedede gets on screen and says the whole thing's a misunderstanding. He then blurs his face in escargoons, and they do a dance saying there's gonna be more TV coming up. Then the TV goes to a rainbow lines, which is a thing that happened back in the day. Like, at this day and age, um, those of you who are younger are going to have no idea what these rainbow lines are. It's just a thing that they had on TVs to just show there's no nothing on the TV for, for this time being, and eventually they have more on TV later on. Of course, in our age of just binge-watching, we can just watch anything at any time, we have to worry about that stuff. But it just basically means there's nothing right, on, right now on TV. So they cut to the morning, and everyone's complaining about this rainbow show that's been on all morning. <laughs> They've been watching it the entire night. They've just been glued to the TV. It's like, okay. No one went to bed, okay. Then Channel DDD comes back on, and Escargoon says on broadcast that the citizens of Capitown are kicking out Kirby because he sucked up all their houses. The townsfolk don't believe this since they just saw Kirby this morning and their houses are intact, so they turn off the TV and go about their lives. Tiff notes that things are back to normal and that you can't always believe what you see on TV. Then we get the outro, which is Kirby and Takori enjoying King DDD's TV show, and it is too cute. <laughs> it is just too freaking cute. I, it's my favorite closer so far. They're just laughing watching TV. Kirby enjoys it so much that he falls back and he's just laughing on the ground. Like he's, he's straight up rolling on the ground laughing. He's straight up raffling. There it is. He's raffling on the ground. And it is just too dang cute. So, at least somebody likes King Dedede's TV, I guess. So that right there is the end of episode 6 for Kirby Rat Pack Atcha. Some things to note is that, once again, Kirby didn't get beat up. He took so many beatings early on in the show that it's kind of surprising that they're going easier on him now. But of course that is, they're not always giving the monsters a fight. This is also the first time Kirby didn't fail to suck in the episode. He only vacuums once and it wins the day, so yay for Kirby. It's just such an interesting episode to see right now in this day and age with all the fake news and all that stuff happening and just how people feel about trends and just TV in general. It's just so interesting to see that now with an older lens when this was back in 2002, 2003. 
back when we just had a bunch of channels but not cable. It's so interesting just seeing something like that in the past that I think kids now won't really understand too well. Especially those who have parents who just don't even use TVs anymore, but they use computers. So that's pretty interesting, just a look at the past right there. So that right there is the podcast. Join us next time when we'll be going over episode 7 of Kirby right back at you. It's going to deal with Dynablade, so that's going to be pretty cool. And it's going to be the first time Kirby's kind of inconsistent when it comes to his animation and how he is as a person. Instead of the usual Kirby baby we get, we're going to actually get a mischievous child kind of Kirby instead. He's more like a Huck Finn kind of kid. It's very interesting how just a little more grown up he is in episode 7. And in case you didn't know, we had the podcast on YouTube and on Podbean. The YouTube version does have some visuals to add to the experience, but they aren't required, of course. You can also see the show and follow along in that way, just seeing what I think of it. We'll try to get on other platforms as we can. Also, if you have any feedback or interesting stuff coming up with Kirby, let us know in the comments. That'll be very helpful for everyone, because just the more information we have on Kirby, like plushes or just special events with Kirby, the better for everyone. That's pretty awesome. Like, I had no idea about the... Uh, the 25th anniversary orchestra for Kirby. I wish I knew about it sooner. I would have seen it sooner. And I'm just, I got lucky upon it and saw it. So that's why I'm sharing it because it's so good. It's really enjoyable having them do an orchestra for Kirby. And then just the, this, the special Kirby segments are just too dang cute. It's too cute not to experience if you're a fan of Kirby. So that's why we're going to have the link for that. So that right there is the podcast. I had fun talking. Hope you had fun watching and listening. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time. <laughs>